so this week we're talking about vapes. I mean, let's face it, they're in the news. Nancy and I both vape. So we're going to talk a while about them, but that's later in the podcast because we're talking about Tokyo Game Show. But that's also later in the podcast, too. We're actually going to start today <laughs> with Apple. Apple had their annual iPhone event where they showed off the new iPhones, the new iPads, the new Apple Watches. Hey, that just doesn't roll off as well as I. It could have just been the iWatch and it would have just fit so much better. Here I am already shit talking Apple and I haven't even finished introducing the Apple. I mean, we made it pretty far though <laughs> before we started going off the handle here. <laughs> that is one thing I just will never understand. You have the iPhone, the iMac, the iPad, iPad that runs iOS. But you don't have the iWatch. You have the Apple Watch. They might as well just called it the Newton. Oh, wait, they did that on a product a long time ago, and that failed. It was a PDA. Apple history for (laughs) y'all. Oh, wow. We're getting some Apple lore up in here today. (laughs) But, yeah, Apple had their iPhone event. It was earlier this week. And they announced the new iPhones and the new iPads. And they showed off the Series 5 Apple Watch. So... We're going to talk a little about, bit about this because there's some interesting things actually happening. And usually I am all on the shit on Apple bandwagon, but I will compliment them when they do something well. So I thought we'd spend actually a little time actually talking about the fruit-flavored product overlords. <laughs> fruit-flavored product? I like it. So where do Maybe we want to jump in? <laughs> I'm trying to get them banned with the fruit-flavored vape juices. <gasps> It's it's a conspiracy guy. Cue X Files music. So, yeah, iOS. So I want to start with iOS thirteen. Okay. It's be released on September nineteenth. That will be on Thursday. So get ready one for your day. mandatory update. Yeah, one day before the iPhone 11, 11 Pro, and eleven Pro Max launch. We'll go into those in a minute because okay, the phones are interesting. I wonder how the iOS update is going to mess up the iPhone 10 or the iPhone X, depending on who you talk to. Um, I wonder how the update is really going to mess with it, because we know that that's something that Apple loves to do. So I'm just curious what the bug is going to be. So I'm (laughs) going to go through, because first here, I want to give you guys a list of some of the devices, and we're not going to name all of them. But I am going to name some of the devices here that are actually going to get iOS 13. Okay. Okay. I want you to. I want you to understand how old some of these devices are when we when I mention them. So of course you have the 10s, the 10s Max, the 10R, and the 10. Mm-hmm. All four 10 phones will of course support it, as will the 8 and the 8 Plus. Ooh. As will the 7. The 7 Plus, the 6S, the 6S Plus, the 5E, um? the iPad Air 2, iPad Air 3rd generation, and as far back as the 5th generation iPad. Oh my so god. Apple is reaching back to some very old legacy hardware that's still on the market because they'd like to extend their market reach. We'll get more into that as well when we talk about the iPhones here. The but here's the thing. So I had to I had to quick 
quickly Google this. The iPhone 5S was... 5E. Okay, hold on. So... That phone came out while I still worked at Radio Shack. So that phone came out in... 2014? 2014. That's a five-year... I, I, I don't even have any of the phones that I had five years ago. I've already sold them off. So here's some of the stuff that's happening with this. You're going to be able to stop unknown callers from making your iPhone ring ever again. So they're going to have a way to only allow calls through from con from your contacts and numbers found in your mail or messages folders. Everything else is going to be sent straight to voicemail. That's awesome. I would actually very much love that <laughs> because there are just so many calls that I don't even bother looking at throughout the day. I'm like, oh. And Apple. that's exactly it. So Apple. where Apple nope. <laughs> yeah. So where Apple does something well is this right here. So only contacts that you know and have in your phone are in your mailbox, in your in your mail contacts, not your email inbox, but people actually on your contacts list for your mail. Or even just with messages, because that's one thing I think I would appreciate with this is because I'm really, really bad at saving numbers in my phone. Exactly. It it takes me months sometimes, and you know this because I don't ever use texting. I'm a Facebook Messenger and Snapchat kind of gal for communication. You want to get a hold yeah, of me? I, best ways. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we actually had to communicate via text message okay, a couple of weeks okay. ago, and that was horrible. We need, to, we need to talk about that because we didn't really get the, the opportunity to talk about that last week. But oh my I, God, that was horrible. I haven't sent text messages outside of like quick ones for work or. For just one-off, you know, one-off stuff. I don't have conversations via text message. And Corey and I Facebook message every day. <laughs> From yeah. when we both wake up to when we go to bed. Actual just about. Actual conversations. About all the dumb stuff, stuff for the podcast, you name it. And Corey, you were at a place where service wasn't that good, right? I think I sent you a message at, what, 11, and you texted me at, like, 3 that you finally got it on Facebook? Facebook, yeah. Um, so we were at a bad service place, and we had some – it was interesting to text him because we've, we've been friends for a while now, but even in the beginning, the primary mode of our conversation was through Facebook Messenger. I've called you all of three times. Yes, and the only text messages <laughs> before those were from. I asked we, for your address. And when we here, <laughs> I, I've got the thing pulled up. Okay, so the first text I ever sent you was an audible book. Apparently, since then there has been a total of like we texted for a bit, and that's it. Yeah, that that's it. There's. <laughs> 9318 was the first text, and that was the only text I had sent you until the 6th when All it, my signal didn't work. And I was, <laughs> we were trying to talk on recording day. <laughs> so, of all days, it was recording day when we were trying to figure things out that I lost signal. So, that brings me to my next point quicker Wi Fi <laughs> and Bluetooth selection. So, you can quickly, more, a more accurate way to connect to. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth devices, and you can, they finally made it possible to view to them without ever opening the settings, finally on iPhone. Again, Apple, you finally did something good here and made it more like an Android. 
Yes, that's one of my favorite things about Android. It's like, oh, it's quick. This is the one you want. All I have to do is to be fair. I mean, to be fair (laughs) on Android, when you do hold down the Wi-Fi icon, it automatically opens the settings to the Wi-Fi menu. But I don't have to go into settings and do it. So yeah, you can just hold down Wi-Fi. And then speaking of texting, because we were talking about that and we were talking about our etiquette with texting and how with Facebook, it's me feel more appropriate to spam message because it doesn't just blow up your phone. The whole thing doesn't vibrate all over the place. So, right. It's just like I can send six messages to you and not feel guilty. But then when we were texting. Exactly. So for <laughs> Apple users, you know, with iMessage, they can go back and forth pretty quickly, kind of like Facebook. And now right. they're finally getting swipe. What? <laughs> you That's mean- right. They no longer have to go through third party apps to have swipe functionality on their keyboards. using swipe because it was like something we could do i mean i don't swipe i've since moved away from it i did it for a little while because i wanted to try it out because when i used to text on you know the flip phones those things that we had back in our ye olden days oh yeah the (laughs) t9 oh yeah yeah that's the only way i texted was t9 because i never had to look at the text because i knew my my prediction like the back of my hand that's the one thing i miss about flip phones is being able to feel the buttons because if I can feel the buttons, I don't need to look. That's, That's big- actually what I miss about my Blackberry for the longest time. Yes. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to go to a, to a keyboardless phone because I had a Blackberry and it worked great. I had a Blackberry Bold <clears throat> worked amazing. I was just waiting for a light, a better version of it. And they came out with a, an Android phone that had a full keyboard, kind of like a Blackberry look, but the touchscreen was way too small for me to want to be comfortable with. So I ended up having to go to a phone and figuring out how to use the haptic to figure out where I was going. Yep. And it's, it's one of the most unfortunate things because I would be able to yell at you in school, hands like down, looking at the board, and I could yell at you in a full essay or send you a full book and never once have to look at my screen with almost no typos. And I actually looked into getting the black, the newest BlackBerry that came out, mm-hmm. but it the trigger because it wasn't a curved keyboard, which nope. was, uh, that was already a no from me, and it just it didn't do it. I I would like the Sidekick to come back. <laughs> Honestly, do you remember the Moto Droid, the original Moto Droid? Yes, like I with do. the coming up. Yes, I do. Kind of like the G1 had where that you flipped the screen up and there was the keyboard on the side, kind of like the Evo had where you had the Evo flip or whatever where it slid. Print. Right. That's how old that phone is. I worked at Radio Shack when that phone was already old. Anyway, but that full keyboard, something like that would be nice to have just an option to maybe slide up on the phone and have just a little keyboard come down. Yeah, just I saying. really like having a keyboard. I don't care if it makes the phone not waterproof. Honestly. I would much rather have the keyboard. I don't I'd even be willing to sacrifice some of my screen size just for a keyboard to be there. I'm not, not, a lot of screen, not a lot of screen size because I'm very thankful for the amount that I have. No, you but... could probably fit on, on my phone. I'd be willing to sacrifice maybe about an inch, inch and a half. I'll give you no more than an inch because if you give an inch and people take a mile, I'm not about that's why I'm saying inch and a half, because I think an inch and a half to fit in comfortably to have the function key to work properly. With space to rest your thumbs on the side, that way there's just some dead space there, just for comfort's sake, because you're not always going to hold it in tight. 
Right, you're still going to want to use that screen to message quickly, but if you're actually like taking the time to write something out, the keyboard would be so much better. Right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Apple has done something that Android really hasn't done correctly yet. Um, a dark mode for all of their native apps. That does sound nice. I mean, on the plus side, with Samsung, you get the themes, but you actually have to go in and download it. It's not just oh. a So good on Apple for that. And Android 10 will be able when it when Android 10 does come to your device because it has been released in the wild for Nexus devices. Um, when it is released, it does have some native functionality for dark mail and for dark mode in Gmail. Um, before Google had only grayed out the pixels and such for like the calendars to make it a little darker, but it does add true dark mode to that and actually makes it black. Um, and it will be added to Gmail. That's going to be nice. I can't wait but, for. Because almost everything else I have is in dark mode. Yeah, Facebook needs a native dark mode. I I would like while we're talking dark mode. Let me pull up my soapbox for a minute. All right, let's dust it off. Just kidding. There's no dust on it. We pull it out way too often here. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I get on a soapbox a lot, but listen up. All right, look, Facebook. You added dark mode to Messenger, something people use all the time. But a lot of people do scroll Facebook going to bed. And why isn't there a dark mode? Twitter has a dark mode. It's a less, less popular app. You know, I can pull up dark mode on web browsers and try to browse Facebook that way. But guess what? The native dark mode browser doesn't render properly. Your app's quicker. Your app's faster. But you don't add a native dark mode. What the fuck? It's 2019. <laughs> don't <laughs> get into 2019. <laughs> but I don't know. And I'm looking. More on 2019 later. Facebook but page. still. <laughs> yes. And I'm looking at our Facebook page. Call out. Go like us on Facebook. Shameless plug. Don't care. But I'm looking yeah, at our Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash um, at, or yeah, Facebook.com forward slash pod thing, or you can at pod thing on Twitter. Also, you can hit us up on Gmail if you want. So that way we can tell Google we need native Gmail support for dark mode to all quicker than the update. And, you know, that's yeah. pod thing at gmail.com. I'm sorry, that's a thing pod at gmail.com. Wow, I'm getting all my ads wrong. That's okay. We're, we'll, fix, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> No, we won't. No, we won't. But I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at the page, and it would just look so much better in dark mode, especially with the aesthetic that I've decided to make for us. So, soapbox, get everything on dark mode. Let yeah. us look. Like, if you look at Twitter and put it on dark mode, it looks so much nicer. Like, yeah. I'm looking at my it Twitter. It me to look at it more because I'm not getting a headache. My <laughs> eyes aren't going over. You know, I can pull up our page and everything pops. So, yeah, that new banner pops pretty well. I I worked really hard on Shout that. Shout out to Miss Nancy on that one. <laughs> oh, guys, it was a mission. But I think we need to get back to. <laughs> we probably do. We probably. Do. Um, so Once photo more app. Into the breach. <laughs> photo app is adding some video editing tools to it. Uh, so now you can actually edit video in iOS. So this will help a friend of the show out quite a bit on his iPad. Yes. So, and it, it'll make things more streamlined too, because we all know people use Apple products for all types of video editing because that's what Apple's. So, good on it, Apple for that too. Apple knows what their audience wants. So, that's kudos to them. So, iPad OS is adding gestures to it. Yay. So, cool. Android's Question had that mark? for a while. I mean, it, <laughs> 
same type of things Android's had for a while with gesture controls when you can do double swipes, double taps, things like that. New gestures oh. used to get around apps on the ho- in the home screen more for opening multiple apps and switching between workspaces. They'll be able to do that. Oh, look at you guys finally coming into 2019. Right. <laughs> um, hidden features, quote unquote. It has its fair share of hidden features. Well, so actually right now they do have to be discovered. So there's apparently 11 hidden features, 12, 12 hidden features. And I do have this article pulled up here. So let me tell you what some of them are. You can check your battery health and optimize your battery charging. The optimization of battery charging sounds interesting. iMessage search will actually work now. So you can actually search for messages. Wait, they haven't been able to do that? Apparently not. Ooh. Oh, a voice search through Apple's own. So voice search is what's working. Okay. Oh. Okay. Still oof, but less oof. <laughs> search your iPhone with your voice. Okay. Share photos with or without location information. A new volume indicator that looks like an Android volume indicator. iMessage and FaceTime again dual SIM support, which is actually nifty. You can delete apps from the update screen. Wow. Oh. Oh, honey. Oh, honey, no. Announce messages with Siri limited to contacts of your choice. Okay, so you can choose who it talks to. And you can use a mouse to control your iPhone or iPad. Oh, Jesus. Remove app size limitations on cellular data. Safari Download Manager. Okay. So <laughs> Chrome has Download Manager. Right. App size limitations on cellular data has been an option on Android devices for a long time. Yeah, I get to say yes. I use a mouse with my things. Android phone quite often at times. I can actually use a mouse with it if I choose to, and I have before for other things. I actually have a tablet that I've used a mouse with a lot. I mean, I've used... I had a... I had a uh, Bluetooth um, video game controller I would use with my phone to play stuff on my phone once upon a time, one like a Switch, but was not a Switch con- like Pro controller, and just connect it, and it was fine. And that was a couple years ago, not even yeah. late. So, so Apple adding features other things have had since like 2015. Got it. Moving on, custom fonts inside of apps. Okay, cool, Apple. Find my phone <laughs> and find my friends join forces. <laughs> Okay. What's the difference? I don't know. Now you can stalk with people. You can stalk them all from one app. Oh, that's great. I love stalkers. They're my favorite. Sign in with Apple. Won't share your email address. Okay. Stupid emojis. Share music with a second pair of AirPods. Okay, so you can pair two to it now. Oh, about time. Siri has new voice options. You can change the voice of Siri. See, that's the thing that people are going to be posting. Kind of. It's an audio update in general to more, I guess it doesn't, it's not as audio clip tones as such. It's trying to make it a more smooth, natural sound. Like my nice Google Home Mini. Yeah, fewer. Siri. Siri's going to speak more like the Google phones do, where it's like, sorry, I didn't understand that, or be able to tell you things. More natural sound. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Could you repeat it? A couple of app, app updates. We've got mail with new fonts and options to mute 
threads. Notes has got a new gallery view. Reminders, you can add details for when and where to remind you of an item. Message integration as well. Uh, camera, portrait mode, games, new lighting effects, ability to control some intensity, as well as lighting directions. Wait, I think, <laughs> I think talking about the cameras, we can't just gloss over that. <laughs> We're going to get more into the cameras when we talk okay. about the iPhones. Okay. Because keep in mind that iOS 13 is designed exclusively, is designed with their flagship at heart. And their flagship's not the 10 as of next week. It's going to be the 11. So, I'm sorry they didn't do XII. Actually, it was a missed opportunity to do it that way. But Apple Maps is getting a new look um, and some new feet, more detailings and such to it. CarPlay has a new design. Um, some subtle improvements. Uh, Face ID unlocking is 30% faster. You can add attachments into calendars, time synced lyrics for Apple Music, 38 new keyboard languages, low data mode, smaller updates, sorry, smaller downloads smaller updates and launches apps launch a little quicker. So all of that leads us into the main article of the day when it comes to Apple. The iPhone 11. 11. <laughs> so we have the 11, the 11 Pro, and the 11 Max. 11 Pro Max. Thank you. Or 11 Max for short. <laughs> I wish Apple would figure out how to name their damn devices, okay? They are available for pre-order currently. They launch later in the month. Here we go. <laughs> Not ready for the lineups around every single tech place ever for this release. I wonder what the first lineup how long it's going to last like for the first I wonder if the first guy is going to be a week this time? I wonder if the first guy who buys it this time is going to drop it. And just crack the screen like immediately and be like, oh, that's going to be. Hope more... you got the Apple care. Mm -hmm. Anyway, here's here's some of the specs. So the we're talking about the 11 Pro and 11 Max since they're going to be what everybody buys. OK. OK. So. There's two sizes, obviously, right? You have a 5.8 on the 11 Pro, 6.5 inch on the 11 Max. They're OLED displays, both 458 PPI pixel density. Uh, Super Retina XDR display result uh, <laughs> display supports HDR10 with Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. Um, for once, Apple is kind of changing the way the body feels at the phone. It's a textured matte finish instead of that glossiness. That might add some extra grip. So you might be less likely to drop your iPhone? Look, apparently these are cut from a single piece of glass. Like, the same single piece of glass is what cuts this phone. That's what they make it out of, is what Apple was showing off. But Okay. Um, size options. 64 gigs, 256, 512. No expandable storage still, because it's Apple. No, because you have the cloud. We all trust in the cloud. You have what I have affectionately dubbed the Tien-style camera. That's right, Tien Shinhan must have inspired Apple with this camera design because you've got three rear cameras with four times optical zoom. You have a wide, an ultra-wide, and a telephoto lens. See, and the thing with this new iPhone camera setup, it's... You want to know something fun about that, Corey? Is it triggering people? Please tell me it's triggering people. 
It is triggering people. It's triggering people with tryptophobia. The fear 2019. of a small cluster of holes. Apparently, a lot of people are actually it. I think small clusters of holes look really cool. I like, I don't know, I like repeating patterns. And Small clusters of holes is my three doors down cover band. With holes wide open should be like that could be your creed cover band. Right, exactly. That's mine. I'll I'll be a creed cover band. You could be a three doors down cover band and we can come together and be a nickelback band. That is a small cluster of holes. A a call a small cluster of assholes, you mean. But um You know know what? As shitty as their (laughs) music is, I'm going full disclosure, I have seen them live. You don't say that on the internet. No, I will. Their music shit, but they actually enjoy themselves and put on a really good, like they're showmen. They're, they put on a good show. Okay. I didn't go for me. I someone else, but. Were you uh, penetrating some, that someone else? Consensually? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Full disclosure, yes. Um, we want to know your motivation behind it. So, <laughs> yes, I, the girl I was seeing at the time wanted to go see the concert. It was, sure, it wasn't playing that one. It was Nickelback, Hinder, Papa Roach, and Saving Abel. Whoa. I mean, they'll remove Nickelback from that, and that's a solid lineup because I like the rest of them. Actually, at the same, I had the same price we paid for, for that, we um, paid it earlier that year to go see a that was saving Abel, Papa Roach, Buck Cherry, and Event Sevenfold. That was a pretty good one. See, I did the um, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, and um, Event Sevenfold tour, but Breaking Benjamin couldn't make it for our show because they had a family emergency. So it just became uh, a local band, Three Days Grace, which was awesome, and then Event Sevenfold. But I saw Shine Down Cavo, the band Cavo opened, and their drummer broke, or their. Yeah, their drummer broke his leg like the night before when they were off and doing something, and he still showed up in full cast and they put on an acoustic show instead. That's great. Anyway, that's good. Before we move back to Apple, we'll have a thing review next week on a concert. We will. We're not going to tell you what. Nah, we'll talk about that later. Check the Facebook page later next week. You'll see. Anyway, back to Apple. So yeah, three three rear cameras. I think the telephoto lens is actually a pretty cool idea. Um, they get a deep fusion is what the app feature is going to be called for the camera. Deep fusion. I'm sure there's pornos called the same thing, but like, okay. So apparently what it does is it compiles nine images together to reduce noise and amp up the details of a picture. So it's going to try to give you the most clear image it can compile of all nine images of that single thing. Apparently what it does yeah. is even before you take the picture, it takes like three of those pictures. Right. That And I know that's something that the iPhone kind of does already is it gets like a couple shots before you take it and then like a couple after and then like you can pick from there and then that's like the image. So like the camera is rolling for just that split second longer than what it usually takes for a person to hit the button. So it's interesting to see that they're expanding on it. But as someone that used to intern for photography, that excites me. Yeah. 
I mean, Apple is known on the iPhone for their camera features. What people know most, other than people who just buy, okay, people who there's there's two types of Apple iPhone cousins out there. Okay. There's those who buy it because it's Apple, it's iPhone, it's easy, it's what they know. Cult of Apple. Maybe it's a business thing. Those type of people. Then you have the people who actually buy it for their video production quality abilities on a on a mobile device. Um, much like the iPhone and the iPad. You get those who are in the production industry that use them to shoot things on scenes if they need to because, hey, guess what? We have a camera somewhere. And now Apple's making it a little easier to be able to get these high-quality stills to where you may not even have to invest in something like an SLR just to get yourself started out if you wanted to do your own photography business. And I mean, let's be fair, these phones cost about as much as an SLR does anyway. Right, so they're at least making it more worth it for the creative industry. Because like we said before, if you do any type of editing in general, be it video or digital or anything, everything runs on Apple. So it's nice that they're catering to the on-the-go enthusiasts. Except for our podcast, it's powered by Windows. <laughs> Thanks, Windows. <laughs> it may one day be powered by Linux. We'll see. Um, moving on real quick here. Um, battery life improvements, four hours on the Pro, five hours on the Pro Max over last year's x and x max whatever they did uh faster fa faster face id wi-fi 6 support no 5g support though so Which apple's not known for no it's not so apple is not known for supporting the latest technology first when the iphone 4 came out it was a 3g phone oh wow 4G hspa plus was already a thing um so when they released the iphone 4 S, it was 4G on AT&T um, with HSPA+. And it was faster optimized 3G on the other networks. Not until the iPhone 5 did they launch onto LTE when there had already been competing Android devices on the market for a year plus on LTE and 4G technologies. Seeing Apple not go to 5G now does not surprise me because it's the smart move. It's not a mass implemented thing. It's still in test market. Only certain cities have access to a 5G network. Even though Verizon and MRO and AT&T and Sprint are all touting what they can do with a 5G network. Um, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 4G was introduced to be the network to end all networks. 4G LTE. The LTE stands for long-term evolution. It's supposed to be an ever-expanding, ever-changing, ever-increasing network. But now we have 5G, apparently. Which we all knew was going to come. Eventually, there's going to be a fifth generation of wireless technology. I just don't understand the difference between 4G and 4G LTE being determined at this point. But I digress. That's just me coming <laughs> from having been in the wireless industry for four or five years. Right. So you you have a different level of insight to this because well, you've seen all the. Because I went through the launch. I went through the launch of having to explain people the difference between an LTE device and an HSPA plus device. But I also had to explain to them the difference between 3G and 4G. Right, because there's different levels of people you come across. Exactly. So, moving on, though. 4K camera support for both the front and rear cameras with slow motion video for selfies, which Apple has dubbed slowfies. That's so dumb. <laughs> and you can get monochrome portrait lighting effects. Yay! Of course, it comes with iOS 13 on board, with, of course, they're touting the system-wide dark mode, which I would tout the crap out of that, too. Yeah, because everyone... Yeah, fast charging adapter, but still no wireless charging. 
And yeah, so the 11 Pro starts at 999. If you happen to be a UK listener, that's 1,049 of your British pound sterlings. And Aussies, that's 1,749 of your funny money. <laughs> funny money. I like that. Um, it is 1099 US for the 11 Pro Max, 1149 Brit, 1899 Aussie funny money. <laughs> also, so. I do want to I do want to say something though because I didn't get the opportunity to say it at first with the wireless charging, although it hasn't been confirmed. There are rumors about wireless charging and also reverse mm. wireless charging which is something that the galaxy s10 and the note 10 do and with that reverse wireless charging may let you charge your apple airpods but none of yes but it and 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 (laughs) apple is the reason you don't have it it's a software locked feature in ios 13 ios 13 does not have a way to activate that feature in it right built into the phone and the phone can do it but the ios will not do it so if you put on a wireless charger, the phone software will not allow it to recognize it. So might be an update later. Who knows? But I did I did want to just Yeah, put... next year when they release the 11S. Hey, look Meanwhile, what... I've been wireless charging my phone for over a year because I can. Yeah. Is I have the ability to, so why not? So that brings me to the iPhone 11. Okay. The iPhone 11 is last year's 10R with more battery life. I'm saying it now. I'm just saying it. But that's so, going to be what people are going to like jump to because it's like, I get more battery life. So it's going to be for the people that can't afford the new one. Or, yeah, but here's the thing. Bro, All right. We're going to get a little bit more into this in a minute. So the iPhone 11. Comes in six colors black, white, yellow, purple, green, and product red, which is their charity branded red. It's got the new A13 chip, same battery, same storage sizes, got an hour battery life over last year's 10R, same faster ID, same Wi Fi 6 support, same no 4G. Instead of three cameras, it has dual cameras, so it has normal eyes like we do. 12 <laughs> megapixel lens, wide and ultra wide. Uh, camera night mode, two times optical zoom, portrait lighting and monochrome, 12 megapixel rear, uh, front-facing camera, 4K video, et cetera, et cetera. Starts at 699 US, 729 British, 1199 Aussie. So that brings me to my next point. Apple is okay. still continuing to sell the iPhone 10, the iPhone 10R, and the iPhone 8. All slotted in about a hundred dollars less than they are all currently available. Huh. That way, Apple can have what they consider a budget device on the market to compete in the budget sector now that there's no more subsidized phones. So Apple's trying to take an Android approach where they instead of releasing multiple devices a year like Samsung, Motorola, HTC, if they're still around, I don't know. I'd have to check. I'm not saying that right now. You know, like they release. Mm-hmm. Um they release one phone a year, so they take last year's model, which is still a pretty good phone, so it gets support for apparently five years <laughs> and drops the price by a hundred bucks. Right. Just so, 
there's really not much there on i mean there's really not much to this so like i said the iphone 8 is now 449 dollars the iphone 10r 599 dollars 11 699 the 11 pro 999 11 pro max 1099 apple's trying to compete across all budget spectrums Right, because of course they know they're going to get those big budgeters, but what they're doing is expand, expanding their pockets because people that maybe wanted to be in the same category and since the newer phones are going to be supporting the update in what seems to be a better way, but I still say that with a grain of salt because I know what iPhone's doing, <laughs> but it looks like expanding their demographic, you know, or making sure people are able to buy-in is only going to increase the absurd amount of profits that Apple makes. Yeah, it will. So I'm going to move off of the iPhones for a minute here and talk about the Apple Watch Series 5. So most people have had one big complaint about the Apple Watches, Nancy. And that is? That you couldn't really use it as a watch. Because <laughs> it had to get charged every eight hours? I mean, 24 hours? So they fixed the battery life. They fixed that a while ago. But the one thing that Android devices and Android watches had over, over Apple watches, and even like the Fitbits have over the Apple watches, even old Fitbits had over the Apple watches, was the always-on display, where you would flick your wrist, it would turn on, and there it is. You could see your display come and use your device, you know, like a watch, right? Right. You know, like it's almost in its namesake. Apple couldn't do that until now. The Apple Watch Series 5 finally adds an always-on display. <laughs> it took Apple five years to make a watch be a watch. <laughs> Are you no. fucking shitting me? They're, they're too busy worrying about phones, man. Phones and laptops and pads are important. People know how to use an Apple Watch. They don't need to know how to have an actual, the mill smartwatch. I mean, it's just, I mean, come on. See, you do all of these good things that we had just got done talking about, and then you pull something like this of, oh, look what's finally available for you. <laughs> I mean, it's great that they finally did this. It would make me actually think about getting an Apple Watch if Android would support it because they're sleek and it has a sick-ass Mickey Mouse watch face. Like, I'm not lying. If, I could, if, if the Apple Watch supported Android devices, I would buy one. Yes, I like the aesthetic of the Apple Watch because my biggest issue with the Samsung watches is they're always so they're too big. Picky. They're too big. I don't like big watches. You know this. You've seen my watches. They are not too big. Right. For a man's I watch, like... they're pretty small. This right. watch here is perfect for what I would need. It's small, it's out of the way, it's minimalist. The band options are nice. And it has See, a fucking me... missing Mickey Mouse watch face, which no Android watch has. Right, you can never get that, unfortunately, because Disney... Like you... That is my biggest selling point to want an Apple watch, damn it, is now an always-on display and a Mickey Mouse watch face. Apple, work with Google. Get us some support, please. But seriously, it took you five years to make that happen. It took you five years to make me want to buy your watch now. Right, after we've been, like, making fun of it for at least five years. And I mean, I still rock a 
regular face watch from time to time, but I have been looking into getting a smartwatch. I so honestly think this is the best news of 2019 so far. Apple finally added an always-on display to make a watch be a fucking watch. Let's celebrate. Apple learned watches. <laughs> Motherfucker, if I wasn't, you know, it's like Apple could have made it a fucking sundial and it would have had an always-on display. <laughs> Instead, they made a watch that couldn't work as a fucking watch. I can go take my son, I can go walk outside at daylight, line up my fucking mirror and check the flame of the sun and be like, oh, it's noon 30. Awesome. In less time than it would take me to look at an Apple Watch without it always on display. Let me just tap it a couple times. You, the way people, I see people tapping their Apple Watch to get the display to turn on is the same way I see people smacking their wrist to do things. It's like tap, tap, you know, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> while I'm at it, you motherfuckers who talk into your fucking watches out there too. Please stop. You're not a damn spy. You're not James Bond. Yeah. You're not some super secret spy. I don't. I, it's great that your watch can support voice commands. That's awesome. How hard is it to tap your watch? You don't have to go, hey, Apple Watch, what time is it? And then it tell you the time. Can you not tell the fucking time? Right. Well, maybe they'll get less, like, less noisy with this always on display. No, like, because they're going to talk into their watch instead of their fucking cell phone because apparently their watch is a Bluetooth. Yeah. Look. Let me just hear everything that you're doing because of your watch. Forget etiquette. You hear your conversation. And if you're sitting there talking into your watch, the first thing I'm thinking is something's wrong with you. Like, the visions have you. I'm sorry. You can go be with Jesus. <laughs> you're too far gone. We can't save you. It was nice knowing you. Arrivederci. Shouldn't have talked about the Apple Watch, Nancy. It got me on an Apple tangent more so than before. You know what? But that's the best way to end this. Are we over? I don't think we're done yet. We haven't even talked about the rest of it. There's still Apple Arcade, Nancy. Apple Arcade, where they showed off Frogger. Wait, they showed off Frogger? They showed off a 40-year-old game in new graphics with the same concept it's always fucking had for Apple Arcade. It is a $4.99 service by Apple for gaming. Oh, no. Apple <laughs> is trying to compete with Stadia. That's, uh, no. Apple Arcade. That's a honey sit back down moment. Instead of streaming the game, you'll download it to your Apple device to play so you can play it while offline. They will be exclusive to Arcade and not available in other services. Basically, welcome to Apple's new game store. But, oh, wait, there's more. It will work with Xbox One S and DualShock 4 controllers. I mean, props for the controller capability, but okay. I mean, do you really need a DualShock controller to play Frogger? Because last I checked, you really only need like four buttons. You don't need everything that a DualShock controller okay. so has. Here's some of the games that have been announced for a Apple Arcade. Compare this to what's been announced to Stadia in y'all's heads. All right, listeners and Nancy. Let's I'm go. ready. The Artful Escape. No idea. Okay. Okay, I don't know about the Artful Escape. Um, let's see. Looks artfully. Oh, and apparently it's going to also be on PC, Mac, and the Xbox One. So it's not an exclusive. Beyond okay. a Steel Sky by Revolution Software. I have no idea. Insane. I'm <laughs> pulling that one up, but my internet's being a moment, so I can tell you what else it will be on. There we go. Beyond, it's PC. It is on PC. Frogger in Toy Town from Konami. 
Oh. Hot lava. Um. Okay. <laughs> no. You have Lego Brawls from Lego and Red Games. Hot Lava, by the way, is also already out on PC. Good to know. Ocean Horn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm. Okay. So, uh, Rayman so, Mini. So you have Sonic Racing in a card game. So Google Stadia, however, is launching with Mortal Kombat. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> They're starting with Mortal Kombat. So. Like, let's just leave it with Mortal Kombat and Doom. And they have actual third-party games coming that are being released on other things that people want to play on things other than their fucking devices. Look, Apple, if you're going to introduce a fucking game service, put it on the goddamn Apple TV. That would oh, be it's coming on the Apple TV. Good, good, good. So put real fucking games on it. Don't make it Apple exclusives. So what? You want to have control of everything. You're not Nintendo. You can't do that. You're not Nintendo Senpai, and you never will be. That's why there's the ESRB, and Nintendo loosened up their own rules when started taking over ratings in the 90s. After that whole fiasco because of Night Trap and some other Sega games. <laughs> One day, we'll have a thing about the ESRB creation. That would be fun, but this is stupid. I don't even want to talk about Apple TV anymore. Fuck that. This has you know got what? me a little saltier, too. So, I say we wrap this up here. For $4 a month, Nancy, you could play fucking Frogger on your iPhone. I'm Let's pretty go. sure I can just download it for free on my Android. So can I play Frogger on my Apple Watch with it's always on display? Because maybe then I'd be in. I can download it to my iPhone and play it on my Apple Watch while I talk in it to tell it where Frogger's going as I walk around the fucking store looking like a moron. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. <sighs> Only once the Apple Watch gets Android support. All right, I can't keep going. Let's talk about something <laughs> else. Are we going to talk about something else? Yes, we need to talk about something else. So we have some we have some big news and a special guest joining us on our next segment of the podcast. Yes, it's bigly. <laughs> the hugest, even some would say. This just in, guys, we have a very special guest with us joining us on our podcast today. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Yes, I'm here to talk about the vaping and why it's bad. Vaping is bad, but Mr. President, do you realize how many people have stopped smoking tobacco because of e-cigarette and vapor products? But six people have died from vaping. In such a short amount of time, and it's related to all of the fancy flavors that you can get from your mango gumdrops to your golden showers, which I happen to love the most. They fit well in my hands. But we have to ban the e-vapor products that are getting our teenagers hooked. I've heard about vitamin E oil. It's very good for my skin. They don't put it in these things. No, they only need to go for the flavors. See, but Mr. President, wouldn't you say that, or what would you say to the people that claim that the flavor of the e-cigarettes and vapor products have made it easier for them to stop smoking tobacco? I'm sorry, my lawyers haven't prepared me on how to answer that question. I don't <laughs> quite understand what to say. The tobacco people did not pay me 
to question that. They just want me to ban the flavors that taste real like candy. See, I'm not a candy flavor kind of gal. I'm more of the fruity, fruity flavor crowd. So does that mean fruity flavors are going away too? No, it means they're all going away. You just have to buy tobacco flavor D-juice made by the big tobacco companies. That sounds like it sucks. So let's talk about it. I yeah, think I, I got Corey back now. Yeah, I, I, I think can't I got do Corey back anymore. now. <laughs> can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> so in case you guys haven't figured it out yet, we are once again talking <laughs> about vaping because last week we went in a little bit on our new segment of stupid things about how people are overreacting to this whole vape, quote unquote, death thing. And people aren't really taking the time to look at the facts and are hopping on the bandwagon. And speaking of the bandwagon, we have coming straight from the White House, a bandwagon of banning vaping. Yeah. So we are so we are going to be melding two segments today and welcome to our stupid political thing. Yeah, we're going to get into quite a bit here in a minute and it's going to go kind of political conspiracy. I'm going to take it that bit. way and I'm sorry. I, I'm down that rabbit hole with you, my friend. We will go down this until the very end. So this is going to be a more political, heavy political thing than y'all may be used to. Um, we haven't even brought a guest in for this one. Right, because we both feel so passionately about this specific topic that we just need to talk about it ourselves. We, yes. we don't need a third party. We are both on the same same page with this one. So we've got we've got some feelings. We have some things we want to say. Yeah, like what the fuck? This is stupid. Right. It's a distraction story. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think that we're not looking at the right issues here, and this is a shotgun reaction to something that takes way more time. Would you like a little to... conspiracy number one to come now or later? A little bit later. I think it's important that we recap kind of what we talked about last week and then also how it plays into our news for this week's podcast. All right, stay tuned for political conspiracy number one. We, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because I'm really itching to get this because I don't think I've given you this one yet. Okay, I, I can't wait to hear it myself. But let's recap. Last week, we talked about the fact that four people had died due to vaping. Well, that number's up to six. Culprit's Ooh. still the same issue, so it's vitamin E oil in counterfeit cartridges bought on the black market that kids are finding on Instagram and Facebook and shit. And now they actually, legitimately, the president wants to ban flavored e-cigarette e-juices. Realistically speaking, on the timetable, that could happen. It's a while. First, you've got to have the FDA come up with some guideline on how to do it before, while the CDC is still coming up with a response. Then you have to look at the fact that the industry is now so large, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits filed that this is unconstitutional. Yes, so we've, we've got some time. But what I will say is I do appreciate all of the vape shop sales that I was able to take advantage of today in light of this news, because I definitely got some good discounts on my juices and coils for my vape today. So hashtag thanks Trump. 
guess. Yeah, let's not. So I want to get into some actual <laughs> facts. I've done okay. research on this topic, a bit of research on this topic. And the first thing I want to say is six people have died in the United States from vaping. Nobody else in the planet has died from vaping. Because vaping is not a U.S. slash Western culture thing. Vaping is very popular across the planet because it is a better, and I mean that, a better alternative to smoking cigarettes. You will go to any country on the face of the planet that is, you know, at least of a well-off country, a, a modern country, if, I if you I actually would. have something pulled up from The Guardian here that is actually... A, a headline from them that British vapors are safe, claim health experts after deaths in the U.S. Outbreak of respiratory disease in the U.S. where five people have died is blamed on lax controls and illicit fluid. Wait, what does illicit mean, Corey? Does that illegal. mean that... Oh, it means illegal? Like they didn't get it from someone who had to get all of their stuff vetted by the FDA because the FDA has already been involved in vaping for what now, like three years at least? Three, four years? Yeah, Unlike the U.S., all e-cigarette products in the U.K. are tightly regulated for quality and safety by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, and they operate the yellow card scheme, encouraging vapors to report any bad experiences. What would you say a bad experience of vaping is, other than, I didn't like this flavor? Ending up in the hospital and possibly dying? Yeah, that would be a bad experience. And, hey, Corey, have you died? Recently? Uh, really? I mean, Are you sure? I don't think so. I mean, then again, I have been vaping for five years, so let me ask wow. you that. <laughs> wow, you've been vaping for five years and you haven't died yet. No, because I buy juice from shops and reputable sites that are FDA regulated. I don't buy it from Johnny Sucks a Dick down the street. See, that's crazy because I've been vaping for four years now. No, maybe five. We're getting close to five, and I haven't died yet either. And no, I also haven't gone to the hospital for for no, it either. I mean, I've vaped exclusively now for two years, and actually quit cigarettes 100 two years ago. I'm so proud ago. of you when that happened. It's it's almost three. I was so proud of you when that happened because I know you would vape, and then like every now and again you would have a cigarette on a stressful day, and I would always give you a hard time for it because I care. Yeah. I just don't understand the need for them to want to ban something that they can't write, that they don't understand. This is a push in a distraction story. This is a push away from them questioning other things. This is a push for something that doesn't need to be done. This is regulation and banning things for the sake of regulation and banning things. I think 100% against that. So I guess we should dive into your conspiracy theory number one then. So Okay, okay. Six days ago, a judge was talking about releasing a list of known associates of Jeffrey, of the late Jeffrey Epstein, known pedophile and sex trafficker who killed him, who, I'll put quotes around, killed himself in prison. Um, Quote, unquote. A, a federal judge was going to release those names, and then the vaping story broke two days later. What very suspicious timing. Nobody's talking about that anymore. Except for the people I've shared the articles to. Um, the people that aren't sheeple. So let's huh. talk about conspiracy that. theories. Understand that everything in this country happens for a reason in news stories. And don't be alarmed when I say this country and your government are against you. <laughs> um, harken back Wait. to the days of prohibition. 
for a moment. Go ahead. Never the United okay, States go government bans alcohol and to curb people from buying alcohol poisons alcohol supplies and kills its own citizens. That's a known. That's actually known. You can find documentation. You can find articles on that. Um, all of a sudden, someone who has known ties to two of the strongest political families currently in the country has a lot of information. That information could get out. People could find out about it. Here's the distraction. Kudos, at least it wasn't war. Yeah, so only six people had to die versus thousands. But we don't bat an eye at that when it's war because they're doing a service to our country. I mean, not really, but yeah. Um, <laughs> that, war's that's a whole a other political slippery slope yeah. we could get down on, and I don't I know don't, if we're going that way. We're not getting that political today. I, let's, let's not do that today. Maybe later, if you guys would like us to talk about war, we can go in on war. Let us know. I'll even play that cheesy song in the background, you know, war. Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. We'll play that as background music, that whole discussion. Let me know if you want it. Yep. So we're going to dive away from war a little bit. And yes, I would say this is a very fitting distraction because everyone is talking about it. And one of the issues I have with people talking about this kind of thing is when like these, these articles are coming out and then the news anchors report on them is they're quick to just say, oh, this is why people are dying. It's the vaping. It's this is why. But people don't take the time to look and see if correlation actually equals causation or if it doesn't. And nine times out of 10, Correlation does not equal causation. And this is one of those instances because, yes, these people are vaping, but it is it is not the total story that we're getting, but it's the one that's getting reported on. Yeah, and that's exactly right. The common cause is all of these kids vaped at one point or another. Um, Understand that when it comes to vaping, there's several things to take into account before you can even look at the cause, the root cause of all of this. One being the type of device, whether it's regulated or unregulated, because that has a lot to do with temperatures that could cause extra heat that could cause some injuries. Um, it could do very well with the quality of juice. Certain juice qualities are higher, lower mixtures that people's lungs affect differently. Uh, nicotine count is another big varying factor in vaping. You have people right. who, like myself, go to three. Um, you have people who vape all the way up to 60 to 70 milligrams. See, it's out and there. Once, once upon a time, I used to vape at a 12. When I was working in an airport, I would vape at a 12 because I wasn't able to hit it as often. So I would still get that nicotine rush, but in a short amount of time. But like in retrospect, that is way too high of a nicotine level because while well, we are chilling at a three because both Corey and I vape nicotine at a level three, we we equated it to what? Taking a bite out of a tomato? Kind or eating of, a whole tomato? Kind of. I, it's a very low dose. It's less than any cigarette would give you in the market per puff. Right. And that's another fun fact. Fun nicotine fact of the day is that Tomatoes have nicotine in them because people use tobacco plants with tomatoes because it keeps certain bugs that eat tomatoes away, and it also helps the tomatoes grow more successfully. So most tomatoes on the market have at least some level of nicotine in them. So that's yeah, just a not, fun fact. Not much, just to trace them out, but yeah. It's just, 
I look at this and like I said, I've got the article from The Guardian pulled up here and it says just that, that no one in the United Kingdom has died. Everything's safe because it's a very controlled market. I'm not one who usually advocates for more regulation, but if it comes to keeping someone safe in a sense, it's it's a slippery slope that I would walk on because I'm all for making products safer. I don't believe government controls the way they do it. I still believe in self-regulation from an industry, the so-called yellow card the Guardian does, that they talk about the UK using, where people can self-report things to them. That's that's maybe something we could look at here, that we could report it to the FDA, who currently oversees it, that people can report these products happening before there's an issue. Instead right. of, even then, instead of further regulation at this point, because let's say I buy a juice at a vape shop, you buy the same juice, and we both have a very bad reaction to it and submit that. That's more something they'd look at if more people send it on that specific product to be like, hey, wait, what's going on? With right. And I want to I want to take you back in time a little bit, because you and I have both been vaping for Are a while. Are we going to play some shitty games that suck ass? <laughs> no. We're, we're, we're not going to do that today, but I want you to think back to when vaping became more common before the hey. FDA got involved. And okay. think of you going into a vape shop and the type of experience it was yes. and how vastly it different, how vastly different it was than today. What was yeah. a vape shop like back five, six years ago? Not a place I like to go. It's very is that? tight. Well, it depends because there were so many of them that most of them were opened up by people just to hang out with their friends because they could. Um, okay. But, and that was mainly it was you'd go in and the prices were extremely high, but there were other places that had lower prices. So you knew where to and where not to go and what would rip you off. And eventually those other places that had high prices would start dying down after the F even before the FDA took over. Um, what the FDA brought to the table was a way to regulate what can and cannot go into juices, which is not a bad thing when it comes to it, especially since it's food grade materials. Um, right. So getting and a that's something to make sure they don't sell it to minors is great. I think it's funny that cigarettes are controlled by a completely different government. No, no, they're not anymore. I'm sorry. They are controlled by the FDA. They're no longer controlled by the ATF, ironically. Right. But that's something I do want to touch on, too, is, you know, my vaping experience when it had first started and I was, I am no longer friends with this person, but I was friends with someone who kind of introduced me to vaping to get me off of cigarettes. And I saw a vastly different world compared to what it is today. I remember we, it was like Halloween and we went to this vape shop and they were having a cloud blowing competition, which is very popular at vape conventions, which still happen, still not at the same level now than back then but they were a thing but they were doing cloud competitions and one guy had his like hooked up to a car battery <laughs> yeah. to get a to get a loud a, a a bigger cloud and you know be able to bellow it out and every vape shop i went to had house juice they were mixing juices so they were buying flavors and making their own mm -hmm. because they because they could, and they would listen to like what their customers had liked and make something that would have appealed to the masses. But now, since the FDA has been involved, 
most places don't do house juices anymore. They just go oh. from the vendors who have already paid the FDA to use. test their juices because when the FDA finally got involved with vaping, they had to pay to get all of their juices tested to get FDA approved before they can continue sales. And this had happened like two years ago. You say that, but the shop I frequent regularly sells house juice. Well, my shop does too, but all of theirs have been tested by the FDA. It's still a requirement now. So they had to submit all of their juices for testing Uh to make sure that nothing was wrong. And some shops could afford to do that, but most of them couldn't. So they just do vendor juices now, which is fine because I hardly buy house juice, but once in a while... I'll get it because I like the flavor combination, but I also know in purchasing that house juice that it's safe because I know it had to go through that FDA regulations to make sure it was good for sale. I I buy juice online from very specific brands and knowing it's for sale online, it comes to you with the warning labels that the FDA requires, um, which means you know it's been tested. Right, and And they even- They're testing certificates online. Right. And they even have more like California warnings as well, too. Like, warning, this product contains nicotine. And yeah, they also have. An addictive chemical, known as an addictive chemical in the state of California. Do not, you know, warning cancer and reproductive harm possible from the right. nicotine usage, et cetera, and, et cetera. And I'm looking at my, I'm looking at one of the juices I purchased just today. I didn't bulk up, though, because I'm not that concerned just yet because it is going to take a while. But. I'm looking at these warning labels and it's not... I'm going to go buy a lot of juice (laughs) and I'm going to open the black market. You heard a thing first here. We're going to branch out and have a new branch of our thing, Nancy. It's going to be a thing to vapes. (laughs) Or a thing to vape. A thing to vape. A thing to vape. There we go. Watch out. We're we're coming out with our own e-juice line. That's not going to be regulated. Oh. And if they ban it, I'm going to have that black market hookup for y'all. Don't worry. Then don't worry. It won't give you cancer. It would have been pre-tested juice. Well, it might give you cancer. It won't kill you, though. So I'm looking at these warning labels, and there's at least five of them on this bottle. And it even varies for different states. It's got a plus 18 and a plus 21 for the states that have a higher smoking age. So it's not like you don't know. Like, it's not like they're not advertising what they're talking about. No, it's not. Um, and a lot of states are starting to raise that age to 21, which... Kudos, I guess. Make sure they're more adults. Just, you know, these same people want to lower the voting age. But let's not let's not get into that today. <laughs> we're uh, we're already some, no, it, that's one of those things to me that's just like, what? You don't think they're old enough to smoke at 18, but you think they're old enough to vote when they're younger than that? And it's like, what kind of thing do you want to do? It's just one what of those type going, of message are you sending us here? Like, my opinion on that is literally just set one age for everything and be done with it. Let's move on. Be it 16, 18, or 21. Doesn't matter. Take Whatever age it is, take it. And that's when you can drink, smoke, and join the army. Right. So And vote. And vote. I guess yeah. that's important. Yeah, not just drinking, smoking in the army, which is basically like your life story, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so... I guess to like tie it, I guess to tie it back to what our original argument is, as you can tell, we, we have a lot to say on this. Um, but banning, banning the flavors. Corey, what do you think that's going to do? 
like in a hypothetical world where this like actually I, gets banned. Like I said, coming soon. A thing you can vape. <laughs> Your black market podcast. Ooh. Will we be a nice dark web podcast? I mean, dun, I'm, dun, lazy. Dun. I'm lazy, so no. But Yeah, the dark web. Like, I'm so curious about the dark web, but it's just too much work. Too much work to get there, so I'm just not gonna bother. <laughs> right, it is. It's hard to get to, for a reason. But I just, I'm. Uh... Look, people say Trump needs to stay off of Twitter and stay in his lane. He needs to stay out of this and stay in his lane. You know what? He needs to stay out of everything. Everything. Get your Cheeto, your Cheeto fingers out of my vape products because this is not something. That's terribly awful because... So, I just want to say something real quick, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm scrolling through Facebook as we're sitting here talking about the president, and I have a targeted ad from President Trump with an official approval poll, and I kind of want to see what happens when I click it, so I'm doing it. Okay. How would you Let's... rate his job performance so far? Great, good, okay, other. Really? You don't even get a... <laughs> You don't get a bad option? It's other? optional. Please explain why you selected your response. And this is from Donald Trump's website. This is his official website. Ugh. Oh my god. I like that we can't select bad. It's like, oh, it's okay. That's like if I put in other and write how much him doing vaping sucks and get it get out of it, do you think I'll have the FBI watching everything we do? Oh yeah, we're already on a list with some of the stuff we've talked about. You're only gonna amplify that. I have someone I need to talk to this about, and it's not going to be podcast friendly. So we're gonna we're gonna put that'll that, happen later. We're gonna put that away for now. <laughs> I'm just because I'm so upset. So <sighs> I know that you had mentioned vitamin E oil yes. while we were skincare. talking about this. Yeah, people vaping <laughs> their skincare products. Man, I thought we got past this shit with Tide Pods, but nope. Fucking teenagers. Yeah. See, and that's that's the other thing is that it's underage people that are dealing with this because they're not able to buy these products legally from a reputable vendor. So they get to vape vitamin E oil. And I know I talked about this on the last podcast, but just to reiterate that since vitamin E oil is an oil, it can burn into a vapor. But once it settles in the lungs and cools down, it turns into an oil again, and then the antibodies in your body go in and attack your lungs from having all this oil coated in it. So it's a non-regulated product that's getting put into the vapor products that are causing these issues. No, exactly. <gasps> um, let's see. I mean, I've got a bottle of my current juice here. It's a mango starburst flavor because Ooh, it, yum. It, one of my it is one of my all-time favorites i get it on a get it on occasion i'm gonna read you the ingredients vegetable glycerin so we got yeah vegetable glycerin propylene glycol n and a flavorings made in u.s with domestic and imported ingredients nicotine wait that's only like four or five things exactly Nicotine from 100% foreign tobacco. So they do get the nicotine in this from tobacco. So, hey, 
tobacco companies made some money off of this. Right. Oh, hey, Corey. Manufactured so, in America and distributed by an American company that has a name, an Instagram account, um, and a couple of other things that I bought at a vape shop. Hey, so you want to, okay, so I got two fun facts on the bottle of juice I'm looking at right now. So fact number one, the juice I'm currently vaping is kosher. <laughs> a lot of juices. Yep, this one says USP kosher grade vegetable glycerin. So this will be great for all you people that want to make sure that you stay kosher friendly. Um, <laughs> and the other fun fact is mine actually has a permit number on it. So I have two other bottles of juice here that I ordered online. Okay. Not black market online. Let's make sure we specify that. No, actual this is just a, it's an it's a actual vendor, but I do want to highlight something. Okay. One bottle gives you the ingredients and just has the ingredients on it, okay? Same type of thing, same amount of ingredients. Vegetable glycerin, propanol glycol, natural and synthetic flavors, indicated amount of USP nicotine. Batch number, everything on it, okay? Second one has same thing, except underneath it to let you know these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. So you have one that hasn't been... FDA tested yet. Correct. But what is labeled clearly on the bottle? The ingredients and the fact that it hasn't been FDA tested. But it still has a batch number, still has all of their contact information on it. And I'll be honest, this bottle is almost empty. So I haven't gotten, I haven't died. Because they know if they don't want bad publicity. Hey, that kind of ties into cancel culture. Another thing we've talked about on this podcast is Trump just amplifying cancel culture to vapes now? Apparently. We, <sighs> we need to cancel the vapes. Too long has the vape culture been going on. And Too we need to cancel it. been diving into the clouds of these cotton candy vapors? They need to understand that real smoke is the only way. So I'm going to use my huge hands and take these vapors and crush them under them. By banning their flavors. My my mother smoked when I was in the womb and I ended up with ginormous hands. And it is I mean you know what they say about big hands. Big gloves? I mean it's our president, who knows? Um <laughs> look, we can sit here and bash it all day. I like, I get the logic behind it is to try to deter kids from it, but you're going to destroy it. I haven't even talked about the biggest impact that this would have, which is that it would just destroy an industry. You would see mom and yeah, pop shops close left and right. You would see shops and manufacturers and people out of work. And if this president wants to claim that we have a great economy, that it's the strongest it's ever been, ever under me. Yes, and I watch want to please watch some watch it take a hit because this happens. These people are directly paying you money as the president through taxes, right? They're directly paying for your operations that you're running the budget over again. But you know that's every president. Um, the only fiscal right. party is the one not in charge. Apparently, that's uh, yeah. a whole another issue. We're we're trying not to get that crazy political on this I'm stupid just, political thing. All but... I'm gonna say is end the Fed and we'll move on. Okay. 
But there is something I want to bring up because you were talking about the vapor industry. And I want to iterate that the vaping industry as of 2016, according to this article that I pulled up, that the vaping industry is was had a market worth of over $10 billion. And it has been projected to more than double by 2023. So you need to think about how much money that this is revenating. Is that the word I want to use? How much revenue this, this industry is generating? Yeah, that's what I wanted to use. It is ridiculous. And you have a whole pot full of people that use this to stick it to big tobacco, which may or may not have something to do with that. That's another conspiracy theory, but it's more of a conspiracy fact. But I have a yes. question. Can you hear okay. this? I don't hear anything. Great. That's it. Okay. Well, I'm not dead. I just hit a cartridge. And I'm not dead. I heard the exhale. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't hear the inhale. And like, I mean, with my vape, you can hear the the click to pop. Yeah, the cartridges you really can't. Like my vape, you can hear it start off when it goes. It's you can really just hear the airflow, as you heard. You'll hear it a lot in our episodes. I'm sorry, I'm working on it. Like there's a friend of mine I was tempted to actually ask to join us on this. And the reason is he is in the vaping industry. I didn't. I didn't reach out to him. Because um, we, we feel like we have enough to talk about with this on our own. The reason I was going to reach out to him is that he owns a vapor shop. And I would, okay. and, and I was going to have try to put this conversation with him as to how he feels this would affect the vapor industry. But knowing the vapor industry like we do, I didn't feel it was necessary because it's just that. It's, as you said, how much, this, well, it's just how much money this industry is generating. It shows you that maybe this isn't a way to go because you're going to hurt a lot of people. I don't think a blanket ban on flavorings is a, bad, is a good idea. I think it's a bad thing. I think finding out maybe a common link, which we have between all of these illnesses we've figured out what the common link between them all is why don't we do something about that on the streets let's crack down on the streets on these illegal cartridges or hey i have an idea let's legalize the shit of nationwide and then problem solved it's like almost what they did with marijuana they legalized it and things happened good well, things happened if the Common denominator between these are THC cartridges laced with vitamin E oil in states where it's where these kids are getting a hold of them in, in a difficult way. Um, and it's also happening now in states where it's not as easily available. The easiest answer is regulate all of it by legalize it. And at least then the government can claim a reason to regulate it nationwide. As much as I hate regulations, if they legalize it, we know it's coming. So why don't you legalize it so that you can make an industry safer and not worry about kids that way? Or are you afraid because it's going to put tobacco down? Well, that's the thing is tobacco has been around for almost as long as actually probably our, longer than our, our country. Our country, country had a big foundation on tobacco. That was one of our main exports even so was starting. Hemp. But so yeah, was hemp. I know. But then we had to thank one of our presidents that decided to completely criminalized marijuana and hemp products and made it a 
way bigger deal in term what is it a class a class three drug is that one uh, class one i think it's a, the highest classification okay so i have them backwards so but putting it up there you know with cocaine and heroin you know, and opioids which I opioids point, are legal <laughs> i really want to point something out do you know what president made marijuana illegal wasn't it wilson woodrow wilson no, it was FDR. FD, was it FDR? Oh, no. FDR and signed the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. The Marijuana Tax Act which prohibited the sale of marijuana and hemp products in the United States. Okay. So then what was the president that, like, criminalized it and, like, made it a bigger deal That was what it was? But that's it. This is the only thing that pops up is that FDR. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me, let me Google so this. Far. Because so far, all I'm seeing is that FDR was the reason the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, which effectively banned its use and sales. FDR made it where it's almost impossible to get. Then it was ruled on, while the act was ruled unconstitutional, it was replaced with the Controlled Substances Act of the 70s, which Nixon and his war on drugs. Oh, it was Nixon. Oh, my goodness. Nixon illegalized it, but the one who started the act. Illegalized it. it. (laughs) Yeah, made it illegal. Illegal, illegalized it. (laughs) <laughs> illegalized it's and the legal legal fdr is the one who set it in motion with the tax act of 1937 which effectively banned the use and sale because it made it completely unaffordable to anybody right so and which is what did the the the, the um which, which is actually what led to the war on drugs that nixon ended up making marijuana and cannabis a schedule one drug that's when it's called schedule one drug. okay I was I was barking up the right tree, not using the right terminology, and had my numbers backwards. You would just say I was really wrong. <laughs> so, the fact is, though, that propaganda illegalized made it illegal in the first place, and propaganda is what's going to keep making keeping it illegal. Um, money in the pockets is going to keep it illegal because mar- more people would probably be willing to smoke marijuana than tobacco. Just saying. Right. And we also got to think about how big tobacco feels about the vaping industry because once vaping became more mainstream and more popular, big tobacco took a pretty big hit because you, again, $10 billion worth of revenue towards the vaping industry. Well, big tobacco responded by entering the vaping industry and buying vapor companies. Yes. Uh, Philip Morris has basically said that in a few years, they're no longer going to manufacture or sell Marlboro branded cigarettes and move exclusively to the e-cigarette market. As they realize it's a more viable market because people also understand that you can vape for longer than you can smoking because of all the vape. I don't have to sit outside to smoke my vape. I can sit outside and smoke a cigarette for only so long because I refuse to smoke indoors. Yes, and that was something I've talked about. I was talking about with someone today, too, was that I can vape indoors and it's fine. It smells in my case, it smells super fruity, it smells delicious, but I cannot handle the smell of cigarette smoke inside of the house. I can hang out with smokers outside while they smoke their cigarettes where I still have like some type of fresh air, but the seconds it's in a contained space, I can't do it. It makes me nauseous, I vomit, I can't handle it. Right. I just, I don't know how much more I can say on this without getting too political onto it. I think I just want to wrap up a little bit here by just saying this is stupid why ban it it's not the root cause the root cause is a legal product not flavored product yeah so don't don't take it out on us who have been buying their product legally for years now in order to not contribute to 
big tobacco in most senses and smoking cigarettes and found a better alternative. Yeah, seriously, take your resources and efforts on this and focus them in on something that's going to be a little more productive with your time. Um, you know, this isn't something that the government needs to act on. This is something that we need to figure out where the cause is before they can. If more people die, it's an unfortunate thing. But this is going to also really come down to the effect of stupidity. Don't buy your shit on the streets and you don't have the possibility of dying. It's the same way with drugs. You got to know where they're coming from. You could buy something from a guy at one corner and go to another corner and the guy's laced his shit with PCP. Right, or Drano. <laughs> you know, or, you know, you get a bad batch of meth, exactly. Or you get a bad thing of heroin or whatever. It depends. And these guys who do these things know where to go. So kids, kids, just, just listen up for a minute. Listen you really want to get into this, all right? And you're wanting to get into cartridges? Ask your Nowhere. older siblings. They'll know the safe places to go. Talk to your parents if you're in a state where it's legal. There Let are avenues. You don't have to do it alone. Don't Google it. Talk to an older person because if I someone on Instagram you, they know DMs you. Asking you, don't do it. Yeah, you know, if someone on Instagram DMs you asking you, hey, you want to buy this? The answer should be no. Especially if you don't know him from Johnny Hancock down the street and Jenny Blowjob next door. You just, you can't. <laughs> you know? Come on, kids. You gotta be smart. Do your research. You're supposed right. to be the future, but you're trying to eat Tide Pods and kill yourself with bad vaping products. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, you're not going to make it to the future. We're going to outlive you at this point. Come on, guys. Know where your shit is coming from. Like our Call generation. Out to our PSA of the day Seriously. last week. We're a generation that sits here and talks about waiting for the baby boomers to die off. But I think we're also a generation waiting for the generation behind us to kill itself. We will be the supreme generation. Only one can survive. <laughs> I honestly right. hope Trump is the last boomer president and we'll move on from there. <laughs> yep. And I think on that note, that is the perfect place to end it. So thank you for joining us on our political, our stupid political thing. And let's hop into the next one. Well, since we last recorded that, we do have an update to the whole vaping thing. Do 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 breaking news. The state of Michigan has reportedly banned the save the sales of flavored vape juice. E-cigarettes in general, homie. Yeah, e-cigarettes in general. So it's stupid. We'll have updates. I guarantee that's going to be challenged in court yes this will this will be something we follow but that was one of the most shotgunny reactions and it's so dumb so i want to talk thing yeah let's do that as i hit my black market vape cartridge and die well maybe just settle on a coma for now like i don't know a three-month coma sounds kind of nice a nap i I could use a nice three-month nap Anyway, I think we got something else to talk about, don't we? We do, because something big happened. Yes, E3 of the East. 
Tokyo Game Show wrapped up the 15th and stuff dropped. Stuff happened. We're going to talk about a few of them, maybe highlight some others. What we're excited to see per flaps. And I think what we're going to start with is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. What? So this game actually has my attention for more reasons than the fact that it's just Dragon Ball. Because I never played Xenoverse. That game didn't get me. I got Fighters because it was a 2D Dragon Ball fighting game. I love it. This one, it's an RPG. Oh my god, it's hit every box that you could ever want. It's a Dragon Ball action RPG where you play through the story of Dragon Ball Z. Yes, Z. I'm sorry, Dragon Ball fans, GT fans. <clears throat> superior product, by the way, on GT. And super fans. But this is, once again, the story of Z. From Raditz to, as they announced at TGS, to Boo. To Boo? Yes. So... What does that mean? Well, you play as Goku. A lot as Goku. But you also get to play as Vegeta, which they showed off some gameplay footage of Free Room as Vegeta. Yes, it has open world level type sections where they have a bunch of characters from Dragon Ball Pass. They've shown off footage already of Aider. Um, Goku talking to Aider, which was really cool. Android 8 from Dragon Ball. He was in the Ice Tower. Goku met him. They befriended. He didn't like fighting. Well, we'll get there one day. Um, <laughs> When we become a Dragon Ball podcast. So, maybe. One day, when this comes out, I will actually probably do a review on it. It comes out January 2020, January uh, 17th, actually. But what's cool is it's actually expanding on the canon of Dragon Ball a little bit by giving you some more backstory lore to people and some more side lore to people. So, I'm excited for this, mainly for that reason. Um, You get lore in an RPG. So. Yeah, exactly. More RPG, Dragon Ball. Yeah, they've shown off how some of the level up mechanics work in it. Um, that you actually do level up as you play. So nice. like your speed increases and such, and it actually reflects that properly. So that's really nifty. Right. Are, now, are we going to be leveling up via power levels? I don't think I know any about that. They haven't actually shown off like the actual <laughs> level up system. Really, Maybe all I've done is being a brat. Look, just... You, uh, just remember, you'll go over eight thousand. Oh, so, I mean, of course, you need to go over eight thousand in order to get to over nine thousand. But over nine thousand is a mistranslation. I mean, I know, but everyone says it's over nine thousand. Let me be a filthy casual, okay? I am. <laughs> I will. We will become an anime podcast soon, though. Teasers. Oh, Announcements super later. excited. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Let's go. So that's all I'll talk about on that. I don't have much more information on it. Not much else has been shown other than trailers and some of the gameplay footage, which y'all can go check out at IGN. They have it all there. All nice and neat. Ready to check out. Something I want to highlight real quick is they did show up some of the Legacy Collection Mega Man Zero and ZX. Um, gameplay footage and such from TGS looks like Mega Man X, looks like it should. It's gonna be cool. They did show off some Shenmue 3 trailers, uh, they did show off more about Yakuza 7. But there's two more uh-huh. games that they really showed off that I want to talk about. And the first one is the uh, stuff from Death Stranding. Yes, let's go. 
I still have no idea what the fuck this game is about, and I'm still all in. All so in. what? So what I've gathered from that trailer that we watched, which like if you haven't watched the trailer, spoilers. But like, really. <laughs> um. So what I've gathered is that we just show up into what I guess is the White House with like cool holograms and stuff now, and people don't age, but they want to. And then next thing you know, you're blowing stuff up and carrying stuff in an RV, even though you said you weren't going to do anything. And that's about all I know. So we don't know absolutely anything about this game. And Kojima is brilliant for not showing much off about how long this has taken. Um, I just, I'm so curious. I I can't wait to play it because, and it's going to be nice too, because with the way games are typically released now, it's like, we know what we're signing up for. We know what our, we're getting our hands like into. It's like, oh, Gears of War 5. That means we're playing Gears of War. We already know. And to not be able to know anything about the plot of the game. Yeah, it's very rare that right. new IPs come along in gaming. Right. Um, most of the time it's sequels reboots or the same idea over and over and you can hearken it to another game and i think what i could say with this is i think kojima took his idea in the uh in pt the uh, silent hill pt the way that was with norman reedus in it and he took that concept of how he was going to design that game and i think that's how we got death stranding i think this game may be kind of like a silent hill type game to give it a label just from what i've seen the way things look the creepiness to it at times that's right kind of my vibe i'm also afraid that he's giving us a playable movie though yeah and that's something i'm kind of hesitant for, like hesitant for because i feel like a game like this would be really successful with a very open world i'll figure it out as i go kind of aspect to it Kind of like a Breath of the Wild style open world aspect where you don't, you just go anywhere you want and do shit. But right. I am terrified that we're going to get like a Detroit Become Human style game where it's more of like a visual movie where you just press buttons and move around. Well, I think though, because it says that you come across um, things that other players have left in the world. That does, to me, seem to be more of an open-world set. Um, so I'm looking over parts of these articles where it just highlights some of the game features. So you kind of are able to decide where you want to go um, and plot land or plot where you want to go on your map. And you have to collect equipment. And then you also get to run into things that characters leave behind so that to me seems more in that open world category and it's cool that you can kind of interact with what other players are leaving behind but still not seeing other players i think that's a cool concept yeah i don't know i'll i do need to sit down and actually watch the gameplay demo i just haven't had an hour yet to sit down and fully watch it i've seen highlights of it like if you stare at a that is crotch too long he'll punch the camera to make you look away things like that and I, <laughs> and I think kojima of course did all that on purpose because let's be honest he <laughs> kojima he knows these things he he knows who he's working with here so 
and he knows what this person brings to the table. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. Weight, I'm sure. It's just the wait for this game's almost over. I mean, this game was announced a while ago. It has, but um, I'm glad to see that the hype chain for it really hasn't died down. I think they've been very tactful with well, how they've been announcing updates for it to well, keep he's... us enough, yeah. but without ruining anything. It's a very good balance of announcements, I feel, for it being, you know, in existence, quote-unquote, at least to us. I How's... mean, <laughs> he announced the game, what, 2016? Right. And the way he's done it and announced it has been brilliant in the fact that he's done it like a movie should do good teasers. Not showing too much, but enough to get you interested. Hey, here's our star. Here's something weird happening that we're not going to explain. You'll have to hang around until the next one. Then the next trailer. And, see. <laughs> and that next trailer doesn't have anything to do with it. And it's just Guillermo del Toro now and Mads Mikkelsen instead of Norman Reedus. And it's like, wait, what are they doing here? And you see weird shit happen, but all of a sudden there's that baby again. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is that? And then you got the next trailer. And same type of deal. Other new weird shit going on. I'm. He, it's brilliant the way he's done it. My fear is the game's not going to be good, but it, it's got to be good, right? It, it's got to. We got to have faith. <laughs> we got to believe. Because this is a deal in, you know, gaming industry. Because like you said, we don't get a lot of new IPs. We get more of, you know, sequels and remakes and remasters. So I think for Kojima to come out and be like, we're doing something different. And he's the way he's described the game before, too, of being kind of like he did with Ma um, Metal Gear. Metal Gear came out before there was a stealth genre of games. And it was a stealth game, but they called it an action game. Now it's a stealth game. And he's saying that Death Stranding, I guess it's an open world action game, but that's not really what it is. It's something completely different. Right. Like, you can label it as that, but once you play it and once you figure out the actual vision of the game, you know it's something different. We just don't know what that different is. And I think that's what makes it scary. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm interested. I can't wait. I, Let's go. I'm going to play it. I, I need a new game to like dive into because nothing's really caught my fancy of like new games that have come out. So this is going to be one that I am hoping is well worth the wait. Yeah, nothing really new has caught my fancy either, hence why I'm playing a 20-year-old RPG currently. I have been currently working on my graphic art skills and graphic design skills. That's about what I've been doing. Well, but Nancy, <laughs> speaking of 20-year-old RPGs. Oh? We got some trailers of Final Fantasy VII Remake. That shows the Turks, the summons, cross-dressing clouds back. Yay! The squatting's back. A lot of Aerith focus. A lot of Tifa focus. I'm hype. Summons are coming back. The summons were shown off. Summons are coming to the game earlier than they were in the original. They've announced that there's going to be a, a classic mode with turn-based RPG battles instead of the Final Fantasy XV battle system that it uses. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. I, I like that they're bringing in the turn-based 
fight style. The game looks like Advent Children. Game <laughs> technology has come far enough that it looks like a movie that came out well over 10 years ago now. Right. Back when our video game character models were legit triangles. And we're like, yeah, this is a shape we recognize. <laughs> well, when this game came out 20 years, when Final Fantasy VII came out back in 97, um, yeah, it was blocky looking. And then when you went into the battle battle sequence, it was, you know, nicer graphics. Um, what this is, is like the movie. It looks just like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which is the movie that Square Enix released on the 10th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII in 2007 which was showing what happens in the scenes afterward, after they had defeated Sephiroth and Genova, and the kids with Gen had Genova sickness still, Cloud had the sickness, uh, ended up getting cured, Aerith showing up with Zack as ghost sequences, battle with Sephiroth, all of that. Those way those say? character models were done, it's now this. Ah, okay. So that it kind of brings it full circle, which is nice. And this is Advent Children. Like, you are seeing Advent Children but it's the gameplay. You're playing that type of thing. That's what this looks like. And I love the fact they did this. After years and years of teases, after the PS3 tech demo trailer of a Final Fantasy VII in this style, we finally get the remake coming. As multiple parts, and for the first part, apparently it's all of Midgar. So we'll see. Now, I know when we've talked about this in the past, because I know we've brought it up on other podcast episodes and i know you're scared that you're not going to get enough content per disc since it is a multi-disc release so with what you know now compared to then how are you feeling in terms of content for you i mean we still are missing two party members one of whom is integral to the plot of the game so you're getting maybe disc one maybe in this but there's no Red 13. There's no Kate Sith yet. So it's kind of hard to, to figure that out. Okay. As to how far this is going yet. If I get to see a, you know Red 13, then I know I'm going to have maybe a decent chunk of the game in this. Otherwise, if it's seriously just the city of Midgar, I don't know how flushed out they're going to make that because you can breeze through Midgar in an hour or two. Yeah, and... Especially if you're speedrunning the game, you can get through it pretty quickly because you're not doing every side quest. You're just doing what you have to do. Right. You're just doing plot progression and then moving on with your day. And some people so, might try to play through it that way to see how much content it is, and then it's over, and then you're faced with this. So I mean, I'm still very apprehensive about the fact that there's just not going to be a lot of content for 60 bucks each time. But on that same token, these trailers keep getting me hyped for something that I loved as, you know, that I still is a game I love to play. I love Final Fantasy VII. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I love it. Right. I know this is typically people's top Final everybody's, everybody's favorite Final Fantasy is fucking Final Fantasy VII. Everybody's. But we, but we know that you are a Final Fantasy VIII man, correct? Uh, Final Fantasy Eight is probably my top. Final Fantasy Nine is right behind it. If I had to rate, at least of these, of those three on the PS One, it's eight, nine, seven. If okay. I had to rate Final Fantasy as a whole, my favorite is actually Final Fantasy Six, and then it's eight and nine. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that is fair. Yeah, my top, yeah, my top four 
yeah, my top four Final Fantasy games are six, eight, nine, seven. Um, after that, it's kind of a toss up between a three and ten. So you're really not a fan of the newer Final Fantasies, then, huh? Because not really. Fifteen's in the top ten, arguably what? top seven. Fifteen. Um, the difference is, I'm not even really a big fan of Final Fantasy ten. I just, I'm weird about my Final Fantasy games. They haven't quite hit what they hit for this for me. Final Fantasy 15 was a great game. I liked it a lot. I did not like 13. I haven't played 14 or 11. They're both online RPGs only. So oh, I no, don't have the no, time no. to sit down and play an MMO right now. I haven't in years. Um, Final Fantasy 12, I just, I didn't like 12 at all. I, that one bored me. Um, the original NES, Final Fantasies 1, 2. Uh, they three they were okay they were final fantasy games they're what started it but it hit okay. its stride with seven eight six seven eight and nine were where the game hit its stride okay a lot of people like final fantasy 10 i just felt like it was blah i didn't really care for the characters gotcha and i think titus is i i hate titus and i i don't like yuna <laughs> Like, Waka was the only character in that game I identified with, with his fake Jamaican accent, and his like, I just want to play ball. Oh my god. I See, when I hear people talk about Final Fantasy... The, the forced fucking Blitzball mechanic is stupid as fuck. If I wanted to play Blitzball, I'd buy a game about Blitzball. It wasn't an optional side quest. You had to do Blitzball at points for, for story progression, and it was dumb. I hated the fact I was forced to do something. Like, if I want to do side quests, I do side quests. If you want to do plot, you do plot. <laughs> I don't like being forced to play a game that I do not enjoy. And I did not enjoy Blitzball. A lot of people love the Blitzball mechanic. I did not enjoy it. If I wanted Blitzball, I would love to have it as a side thing, much like the card games are in 8 and 9. See, the more I hear you talk about Final Fantasy, it just makes me realize like how much I have absolutely no idea anything about Final Fantasy. This world's been through the ringer, apparently. <laughs> Man, this franchise is so old that each game is not connected to the others. In fact, only so far two games are connected in a sense. Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Twelve. They were both set in the world of Ibelus. Ah, see, so I just like, but I hear it's like, oh, we've got Blitzball in this, we've got card games in this, and Jamaican accents that want to play ball. Triple like, Triad, that's... by far, best side quest mini game in all of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VIII. Triple Triad is the best card game. What do you do? You just play cards. The highest numbers lined up win, and loser gets a card, and you have to f go, and the goal of the whole thing is to get all of the character cards. So of your main cast, of Zell, so you have to know, you have to go get Zell's mom to play Zell, or the Quistus fan, or, uh, Quistus's fan club has the Quistus card. Um, the headmaster has the Cypher card. So you just you have to battle certain people and build a deck to do it. And you can get the Minimog card, and there's all these stronger... You just collect monsters. And then as you collect them, you can actually refine them for items to upgrade your weapons. So it actually becomes a mechanic you can use throughout the main quest, but it's still a side quest. You don't have to do it. Huh, but it's just nice for the upgrades. Okay. Exactly. There's moves you can learn to actually turn enemies into cards and then you can use those cards in the game. It's, it's, there's a lot you can do with it. I mean, Final Fantasy IX had a card mechanic. That card game was arguably, no, let's be honest, it wasn't as good as Triple Triad. 
Well, you did say Triple Triad is the best card game ever. So I'm, I'm going to put on that. Oh, I'll teach you how. To, I'll show you. Next time we hang out, you will get to play Final Fantasy VIII. I will start you a file so you can learn how to play Triple Triad. Okay, that sounds fair because I would at least like to have a a, a feather of an idea of anything but, that we talked about here. <laughs> back to Final Fantasy VII. So showing off the battle mechanic, Clouds Buster Sword, and they look great. These in-combat scenes grow great. The Omni Slash Limit Break looks cool in the screenshots I've seen. Um, like I said, it does look like Advent Children. The world... The world of Midgar looks nice. Um, you can definitely tell they put a lot of time into building this. So I'll give them that. Oh. Sephiroth looks pretty, like a pretty boy. These are some very attractive characters. I can see why people might be attached to them. Yeah, and to think what they got before were just circles and blops and spiky hair. And they're like, she's still beautiful. I'm still mad Mr. T isn't voicing Barrett. What? Wait, Mr. T? Did Mr. T should no, I'm mad oh. Mr. T isn't. If you when you play Final Fantasy VII, you'll understand Mr. T would have probably been the perfect voice for Barrett because he always calls people fools. Yep, that's all you need right there, because that's his whole dialogue. So <sighs> I can't wait. Comes out March 3rd. Getting close. Gotta cover the portions of the game that's set in Midgar, which is great at the beginning. I, again, I don't know how much they're gonna put out for it, and that's, you know. And sorry, Xbox fans, it's still no announcement for the Xbox One. Ooh. It's. I'll be honest. It's oh. probably it. It's probably not gonna come to the Xbox One. Final Fantasy VII was a PS1 exclusive, and only now, 20 years later, are you seeing it released on, you know, over 20 years later, are you seeing it released on other consoles, finally. Most notably, it's on the Switch. That's Yay! A, that's a huge deal that it's on the Switch. Because, well, I mean... <laughs> because, no, the, the reason being, Final Fantasy VI came out on the Super Nintendo. Square couldn't oh. put Final Fantasy VII on the N64. There was not, it was, there was, the limitation was there. There was a, too much of a limitation on that cartridge to do it with a game of their scope. Sony's licensing fee was cheaper, and the CDs were cheaper to make for them to be able to do the game they wanted, so they signed a deal with Sony. And that's why our Final Fantasy games only came out on PlayStation for fucking ever until 13. From 7 to 13, they only came out on PlayStation or PC with the two online games. Oh, wow. So, yeah, maybe they're going to keep up the tradition and just say, suck it, Xbox. I mean, I mean that's I what Kojima's doing with Death Stranding. Right. <coughs> <coughs> Nancy is dying from hitting her vape pen. I actually, well, it wasn't from my vape pen. I, <laughs> but yes, that's probably a cause of it. I think it's lung disease. <sighs> So, our last bit of video game news has nothing to do with TGS this week. Instead, it comes from CD Projekt Red. Um, Keanu Reeves is not a romance option in Cyberpunk 2077. Sorry, Nancy. What? What? No! No! I refuse. If I can't walk up to Keanu Reeves' character in Cyberpunk... <laughs> in, in Cyberpunk 2077... And say you're breathtaking, and then go woohoo with him out somewhere. Why am I even gonna play this game? I don't know, but yeah, you can't hold Johnny's silver hands. But 
I just, I want to work my way into his heart. He just looks so great in this game, and he's breathtaking, and... Like, well, I'm actually kind of mad about that, too, because that just would have been a funny thing to do, but... Okay. I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, this will... This will preserve Keanu as a pure boy. I wonder if he punches you if you stare at his crotch too long. <laughs> no, he's not that kind of guy. He, he won't punch you for looking, but he will turn away and maybe say, that's not appropriate, and then go talk to a homeless man about life for a while. I like the fact that they did say that they have a bot. We have the body type that you select, and then the genitals will be determined by that. You can have a male or female voice with either bunny, either body, but the genitals are defined by the body. They had to actually sit there and like clarify this. I mean, it's still nice that like they give you the option though, because like you get to pick your voice. I guess pick your genitals. <laughs> I mean. So you can if you want. You just get to pick what kind of body you want. So yeah, it's like, is this the body that you like? Okay, cool. Is this the body that you like? Okay, cool. And that's that. Yeah, I like how they just kind of said, no, this isn't really an issue. You can do like any other video game does, and pick whatever voice coming out of whatever character. Yep. This is your oyster. This is your baby. Oh, 2019. The things you do for us. It's both good and bad. Because I mean, speaking of 2019, uh-huh. do you want to talk about our PSA of the day, Nancy? Yeah, we probably should talk about our PSA of the day. Because, guys, I want everyone to be on the same page as me here. Because I'm upset. Are you upset? I am upset. Pop Team Epic. I am upset. Why are you upset? (laughs) Because what had happened was is actress Felicity Hoffman was sentenced to 14 days in prison for her role in a major college admissions scandal. So the brief summary of what on earth I'm talking about today goes as follows. A few actresses, actors, and other various people of wealth and stature had gotten in trouble with the college college admissions board for manipulating custody of their children to get better discounts to go to college. And what I mean because, by you know, Hollywood, you can't afford to go to college. No, you make millions of dollars off a movie. Do you have any idea how expensive college books are? That's like 20 seconds of a major blockbuster, and they don't have that kind of money just laying around. Oh no, I might have to go film a commercial. Oh no, let me take a couple photos on Instagram and get ad that. Man, I didn't want to put makeup on today. Let me go give custody to someone who lives in a less financially viable area in order to then sway the college board into giving them extra grants and scholarships and loan discounts 
because of the area that they live in. <sighs> so has been actress Felicity Huffman from, I don't even know what she's famous from. I, I don't know if I can name one thing she's been in. Oh, apparently she was in Desperate Housewives, a store I've never, a show I've never seen. It's not worth it, for sure. So, she was charged specifically with a count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud after she allegedly paid $1,500 to William Singer, who fronted as an admissions consultant to increase her daughter's SAT scores. Jesus, Pete. And then... I know also in the same the same type of category is that they would also fake athletics and get athletic scholarships. Bribe that, coaches. Yep. That one doesn't tie to this case specifically, but with all of the people that got caught doing this specific thing, that was one of the ways that they had done it as well. Gotcha. Well, at least Netflix, you know, I guess dropped her from Fuller House. No, that is Lori Loughlin. Uh, yeah, Lori Loughlin. So they dropped Lori Loughlin from Becky. Fuller House, which, well, good. Because I was going to ask, you know, and these people are still probably who have the job or working, but no, at least Netflix was like, no, you don't. Good on them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So something really quick about Lori Loughlin that makes me. Also mad, because a lot about this just makes me mad. I've got feelings, guys, and I need to let them out. I was at the grocery store earlier this week, and I just so happened to glance over at the tabloid section, as you do while you're waiting in line. We all do it. Just curious to see what garbage is being printed on these magazines these days. And I saw a fashion article <laughs> in regards to Lori Laughlin's court outfits and how she's... <laughs> Going into court looking fabulous. <laughs> oh, 2019. <laughs> like, this woman has committed fraud. And they're talking about how the color of her suit with the blouse with the shoes is the it look for fall. For if you're going to court for fraud charges and screwing over the college admissions and taking spots away from people who can no longer go to that college because you had to lie. <laughs> you realize I think we just recorded the most 2019 episode of this podcast ever. We did. We we talked, we talked about Apple and the TN TN lenses. The president of the United States who has got the biggest hands and I will win bigly across the world and I am banning the vapes. We then talk we talked you can't think Keanu Reeves. And you can't look at the crotch of a man without getting punched in the face. And we have articles about court fashion. What to wear to court? Do's and do nots for fall 2019. I think I'm jumping on the giant meteor 2020 bandwagon. <laughs> oh, Lord, just take us out, please. I'm so done with this ride. You know, and the worst part is there's going to be more to happen because the year's not over yet. Only September. Don't, don't remind me. I was hoping I'll, hey, I'm coming up to 26, though. I'm coming up to that magic year. Maybe I'll buy a white lighter. And just see what happens. 
I mean, you can just make sure you have a ticket to paradise. Eddie Money might have a spare. Rest in peace, Eddie Money. That news. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rico Kasich cashed it in. <sighs> yep. So we, I now no longer have access to a to paradise because they've both been cashed in. <sighs> so back to our our. What a ride! It's been a ride. We we've had a podcast today, guys. We are obviously. Things have happened. Yeah, it's been a week. You know, I think these podcasts are slowly starting to become like my own like therapy session. Yeah, this is what happened in my life this week. You can hear me kind of vent about it in my own passive way. Right. So, and we're just going to tie it into whatever news article we find on the internet. And we're just going to work. We're going to work from there. Oh, hey, look, Sony's relating, re- releasing a self-masturbatory robot. Oh, man, this is going to be great about my feelings on X. <laughs> but tell me how Y really makes you feel. I mean, I already told you, this makes me angry. I have emotions, and I'm letting those emotions out. And by the end of this, I'm going to so much more zen. I'll be able to be a Buddha once more. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I'll just play some triple triad. I might zen out that way. See, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. I guess to kind of bring... Guys, just drink it up. Don't even pour one out. They don't need one. We need it all because we're still living. That's <laughs> Yeah, we're here. We're here to talk about this. So I guess to wrap up this PSA. Well, right, what, are your, what are your final thoughts on? Well, because I went off. Now it's, it's just the rich getting richer. I don't really have much more of an opinion on this. It's the rich getting richer and the laws doing what it needs to do. Um, unfortunately, when you have money, it doesn't quite matter what the obstacle is. You find a way to overcome it, even if your kids are stupid as hell and need help and can't get into college without cheating. Maybe that's on you for not making sure your kids were doing what they needed to do or helping them with their homework or, you know, being your your busy metro trendsetting selves. But, I mean, how else are they going to make it as influencers? (laughs) I don't know. Jeez, this is just, I don't know. It's the most 2019 thing. Yep, This, this should be our our 2019 recap podcast we're just gonna upload it again at the end of the year and be like you want to know what 2019 like this is what it was like right so before i get your final thoughts and psa of the day i would like to make a little announcement we are going to be working on a new segment yee new new segment i kind of drug miss nancy into it so look forward to an anime thing we're going to be talking a little bit about sword art online coming soon ish as as fast as i can watch anime which is pretty good once i'm hooked i will binge all of it so it might i've got a back catalog i need to go through and with my hero academia season three debuting next in the month of october food wars debuting in the month of october and the second part of sword art online alitization that's a tongue twister um debuting in october i need to clear out my backlog what better way to do it than by talking about the shows on the podcast and what better way to get through your backlog than to drag a nancy along for the adventure 
because I'm always down for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably make you watch a couple of shows I've already seen, but that I think you'd really enjoy too, because there's some that has some story to them. I don't just walk to action. Okay, and then maybe I'll I'll introduce you to the few animes that I've seen that I very much enjoy, and I might subject you to some pretty bad ones because. I we'll yeah, <laughs> we'll have it go back and forth. So. Just, I guess, to tie this all back in with the whole PSA of the day, um, in regards to this whole college scandal, I think it's ridiculous. I also don't think 14 days is long enough. But, you know... The rich get richer. They're rich. They're rich. And not only is it 14 days, it's 14 days in, like, the nice prisons that poor people can't get into prison. So... <laughs> I guess my my PSA of the day is don't be 2019. 